You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. This week is the week of Halloween, and we are not starting the Mandalorian yet. (laughs) We're going to wait a week to start the Mandalorian uh, for everybody, just to make sure that there are no spoilers out there and people can get a chance to watch the first episode before we start talking about it. So, for our gap week, we're gap watching two week. movies. Two movies that I would say are very appropriate for Halloween. Ghosts and Demons. <laughs> we're watching Ghostbusters and <laughs> The Golden Child because it yeah. is Stephen's favorite movie. <laughs> Yes, there was a trade-off. <laughs> kind of was a trade-off. Yes, if you're a loyal listener, you also know that Steven's never watched the Ghostbusters before. So, <laughs> Never. Well, they can't say that anymore, right, Steven? Nope, I went and watched it. I watched the entire <laughs> thing through and through. Though I will be honest, in the beginning when I was starting to watch the movie, I was really worried I wouldn't get to fit it all in. Um, so I did speed ahead through the opening scene in the library because I have seen that before. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. So, before we get into the movies that we watch, let's talk about our week's watch. Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So, it's Halloween week, as you were saying, and I force you to watch Hocus Pocus every year uh, for (laughs) Halloween because I adore that movie. (laughs) So, we watched that again. We managed to fit it in this week. So many movies. I don't (laughs) normally watch this many movies in a week. Three movies in a week is just... Too many, but uh, Hocus Pocus 1993, I think everybody has seen it. Um, uh, you might want to check with Steven. No, I don't know. Steven, <laughs> have, you, have you seen Hocus Pocus? Yeah, but I, honestly, my Halloween watch is usually Halloween Town. That is also fair. I did make Mitch watch no. the first time last year. I don't think I could ever watch that movie again. Wraps. <laughs> Under Wraps is the best one that nobody knows. That's no, that's a good one. That's a good one. The the kids obsessed with the Halloween shop. Yeah, the the magic Halloween town. They find a mummy. Love it. Mm -hmm. Is Halloween Town the one with the like a bad guy called Boogity or something like that? No, that's no. Isn't that before Christmas? Yeah, Oogie Boogie, Oogie Boogie nightmare. Yeah, no, his name is Casa Casablar or Casa something. I can't remember. I don't John, know the name of the bad guy at this point. I don't either. These these young kids in their movies that they like to watch for Halloween. <laughs> it's such different than what we want to watch for Halloween. Hey, I'll I'll say this about Hocus Pocus though. Like under normal circumstances, like Sarah Jessica Parker's a five, 
And then this movie, it becomes an eight easy. Dude, <laughs> thank you. No, honestly, it's I'm right there freaking with you. I do not understand why anyone ever found her attractive, except in um, the Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> He's in Flight of the Navigator? Who is yeah, she? Is she the older younger sister? sister? She, no, no, she, she works at the NASA place. Oh, that's she, right. She's the yeah. assistant there. It's weird. I love that huh. movie. I only remember from her olden days as uh, uh, girls just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. This might precede yeah. that one because she's like a nothing character in there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I, I mean, I had for the longest time did not believe that was it. Stella is played by Sarah Jessica Parker, like as a child, like. Is that her name in the in Hocus Pocus? Stella? Uh, Stella Sanderson? Wow. All no, of you talk about I, how much you love this no, movie. Don't no, know the name I didn't of the say, people? I didn't say I love this movie. I said I have seen it. Don't you hold me to this high standard. Parker, the, the, the blonde. Child. As the blonde. Yes. The blonde okay, you said the child. And I was like, <laughs> she's not a child in this movie. I didn't say child. <laughs> I, th- I said I thought I it's like a name. I, I don't know. But no. It's Stella. <clears throat> I got nothing for her. Know, yes, no, she is the blonde Sanderson sister. Okay. Yes, for the longest time, I never believed that they were the same person. And then I realized, yes, they are. So going along with what John was saying. Anyways. This is how you find out if you're into goth chicks. Spoiler alert. We are. <laughs> yeah, no. So um, the part that, I, that Mitch pointed out to me this year is... Binks, um, Zachary Binks, mm-hmm. is played by the same actor who plays Timothy McGee on NCIS. Everybody knows that. You found that on this Every time I watch it, I'm like, hey, <laughs> NCIS. <laughs> oh, come on. I am, I am the top person to not remember any actor or actress's name. So this should come as no surprise to anybody that and, I did not know that. And that's Sean Murray. And I don't, I don't watch this movie on regular. I don't ever watch NZIS. So I just, the wow. fact that I remembered his face was good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So this week I made Mitch watch Hocus Pocus and he gets to suffer through it every year. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, geez. Get used uh, to it. You signed up for this. I know. No, that wasn't that wasn't the OG's part. I'm trying to. There was a story this past week about the either a reunion or a sequel with the Sanderson sisters in Pocus Pocus, and I was trying to find it. And the one I pulled up said, "Hey, you got an ad blocker. You need to get rid of that so you can read this article." (laughs) I was like, "Come on!" Wasn't it? um, They did a reunion for a Get Out the Vote. They did do that. Bette Midler confirmed a thing recently for it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to look for. Yeah, I thought they confirmed now, something. While you look for that, uh, I wanted to uh, correct myself. There is a movie called Mr. Boogity, which is also Disney, which came out in 1986. Apparently, oh. it's available on Disney Plus. And <laughs> it's kind of a like a zombie-looking dude wearing a cowl. And uh, the screenshot, if you Google it, he's surrounded by like a green glow. And that's what I remember from the movie is that he would be flying around the town, terrorizing the people, uh, screaming boogity, boogity, boogity. <clears throat> it's really stupid, but <laughs> I, it, it, it does a good job of staying in your brain when you're a child. 
I, oh I get that God, one. Oh my God, I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it like once. Oh, I remember that face. It's like Darth Sithius, though. It's really yeah. close. Just it a little bit more A little bit like the Darth- Emperor. Yeah. Like a cross between the Emperor and the uh, Jeepers Creepers guy. Yes. <laughs> but uh, for this one, Beth, how do you think this was uh, received by Mitch this year? Oh, Hocus Pocus? Mm-hmm. He spent the entire time doing other things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it doesn't matter what I'm watching. I'm always yeah. spending my other time yeah. doing other things. This is, this is very true. <laughs> This is true. Uh, but no, I think it's... Oh, no. So, yes, there was a benefit this past Friday night. Uh, a re- they reunited for Get Out to Vote and also for Greener New York, uh, a nonprofit. And in a recent interview, Bette Midler confirmed that all three Sanderson sisters have signed on for the sequel, mm-hmm. which will be directed by uh, Adam Shankman. And this was reported back, uh, the Adam Shankman part was reported back in March, but no new developments have happened until this week when Bette Miller said that all three sisters have signed on again. That's so familiar, that name. Shankman? Yeah. Oh, I see now. Why? He he does, um, he did Hairspray, Rock of Ages, What yeah. Men Want. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So that's Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus was. On our Plex server. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. Is that a Disney movie? Yes, it is on oh. Disney Plus. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, right. it wasn't a successful movie, but in much the same way that uh, It's a Wonderful Life just get, getting played during Christmas because they had the rights to it, it gained a cult following. It's become a staple since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this true? Sounds about right. Steven, what did you watch this week? I watched a lot of things. However, to you, Geekly Media listener, I want to use my time today mm-hmm. to ask you to watch a series that just got put on Disney+. Plus. Oh, it's on my list. <laughs> uh, it fits perfectly, even though you guys will all be hearing this uh, after Halloween. Um, the series is The Owl House, and it fits perfectly into this spoopy season. Um, it's like... What, Mitch like took a deep breath in when I said spoopy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why. Why did we have to change the K to a P? Because people, there, there, were, there were all these pieces of merchandise that would do it on accident. Spoopy and creppy kept happening on uh-huh. merchandise that would end up in dollar stores, yep. and that cracks me up to no end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but in 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 this Halloween weekend, this Halloween weekend of yours, I hope that you get to watch the series The Owl House. Uh, if you love Gravity Falls, uh, Over the Garden Wall, and so many other um, cartoons like that, please give it a try. It's family friendly. It's a good time. You as an adult, you'll enjoy it. Your kids will enjoy it. The animation is wonderful. If you, by any chance, are put off by any of J.K. Rowling's recent comments and general being a human poo-poo, um, go ahead and watch this. This will service a lot of the things that you get from a bunch of kids being in a magic school. Mm-hmm. Also, it features the lady whose name I always forget, who's the voice of the wife of Pacha, and is fantastic. Yes, the lady that was also on uh, Just, Just Shoot, Shoot Me. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nina. Yeah. yeah. And she's great. She plays like kind of the 
benevolent bad guy in this who's not a bad guy but was like i'm a bad guy to the main character and then turned out they had a heart of gold (laughs) (laughs) yeah after uh, last time steven mentioned this i happened to catch the second half of one of the episodes and i was like this is actually pretty interesting looking (laughs) not go back to it though that's okay i'm glad that you even watched a part of an episode (laughs) (laughs) so that is on disney plus now Mm -hmm. yep by the time that they'll be hearing, well, actually, now, every, by the time that you're listening to this, it's been out for a couple of days, so you're already behind. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something you wanted to say, Jessica? Uh, no, I just say be careful about getting into some of those cartoon shows because I got into and binged Star vs. the Force of Evil and like cried five times in the final <laughs> season. <laughs> it was not okay. It's like, why am I so invested in this child relationship? I have no idea why, but I need this to happen. And oh my God, it's happening. It's, it's, <laughs> I was like, I was a teenager again. Like, yeah, it's true love. <laughs> Very cool. All right, Jessica, then what did you watch this week? I watched one really good Halloween movie and then two not so great Halloween movies. So, and they're all on Disney Plus too, because I literally just had a day where I was not wanting to move between streaming devices and just went on the the Disney Plus Halloween movie thing. So I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas again. Love it. That was the bad one, right? Always a good choice. No, whoa, ouch. No. No, I like it. I it's not it's not something that I'm like I love like a lot of people do, but I think it's just you have to watch it around Halloween or Christmas. Like it's just one of those movies every year you have to kind of sort of watch or at least listen to the soundtrack too. Um and then the bad ones would be I watched Zombies 2 because I had watched the first Zombies movie and that's a Disney Channel original movie. In, in which a normal girl falls in love with a zombie. And then in the sequel, they introduce werewolves and things get crazy. And it's also a musical because everything Disney is now a musical too. This so, Disney Channel version of like Twilight or something? Basically, I guess. I don't know. No, like high school Twilight, but with zombies and they sing and dance and actually really good metaphor for racism in general, but like it's just really <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> really ridiculous. Um, and then the other one was I hadn't seen this movie in so long, and I remember absolutely loving it for a while. It was Don't Look Under the Bed. It was like one of those, yeah, I think it was in the 90s, probably Disney Channel movie. And it was basically a girl has to fight the boogeyman with her little brother's imaginary friend. And it's utterly ridiculous. And it literally is called Don't Look Under the Bed because, of course, they end up fighting the boogeyman underneath the bed in which they're in a world where everything's bigger and they're small, like they're under a bed. But it's utter like it's just one of those Disney Channel movies like that's just insane and but you remember like vividly images from it. So I was like, I'll have to watch it again. And I was watching it and I was like, I liked this? Like this is insane. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. It's just but go watch it. Still go watch it. It's like everything that was great about 
Disney Channel movies when they were pumping out a Disney Channel movie like every week. Like, <laughs> I need to also find if they have my stepsisters from Planet Weird. I think that's what it's oh, called. Right. Yeah, that one or the stepsisters a bubble in a sink. Like that's so vivid in my mind. The sister's head being a bubble in the sink. And just that's all I remember. Now, Mitch, Mitch and John, to you guys. I'm more with you because I wasn't a person who had cable, so I was watching only things that were older. I didn't get to watch these. I have a fond love for Brink, but some of the shit that these decom people end up saying, I don't understand at all. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit attacked. <laughs> I mean, it's just what we watched Saturday night Disney Channel movies. Yep. Whenever it came on, you just you just watched it. Why is it that it's all like the Disney Channel and uh, what used to be the Family Channel or Freeform? I guess it's Freeform, it's now. Freeform now. Yeah, it was ABC Family. ABC Family, <laughs> yeah. Uh, why is it that like those channels love to do the like 31 days of Halloween, but yet we can't get 31 days of like Halloween decoration stuff in the in the stores? Like it doesn't make any sense. Thank you. I, I do agree that. I mean, I know, I know I'm switching between two different things, but like, it's just two, three days before Halloween. You can't find Halloween stuff in stores anymore. It's like all Christmas, it's all Christmas. stuff. Yeah. It's upsetting. No, I, I would agree. Consumerism. Consumerism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say, I think Halloween started, like Halloween rolled out. It seemed like a little bit early. Like all of mm-hmm. all of the things in general, like even like the dollar stores with all of their costumes and whatnot, seemed like they rolled out a little early. See, and the only thing that I saw like roll out early this year was the the stupid twelve foot skeleton. Like everybody was <laughs> talking about that, like at the beginning of October. Other than that, I didn't see anything in the stores. I like the idea of the store was just like, oh no, no, yeah, Carl sets that up, but he's going on vacation. He's getting married to. <laughs> <laughs> to Lisa from the back. So we can set that up now. <laughs> I mean, that, that does make sense. That would definitely be something that would occur. <laughs> you know, I would like it if, at least, especially during this time of year, if all of the holidays just kind of bled into each other. So, like, everything started morphing from, like, the pumpkin to, like, a turkey. To like eventually, you know, it becomes full fledged Santa Claus stuff, but like not like a clear divide. Like it's just you start kind of creeping in a little more oranges and browns with the Halloween stuff to like bridge the gap with the reds and the greens of Christmas. And it's just one huge holiday. Like I like this idea. I like this idea of all of the like the mascots of each holiday all being in one like family together, kind of like the Titans that were created by Zeus, you know, (laughs) they they, they were all made in one group. Slowly like share the earth. (laughs) Like, I think that's the plot of Santa Claus 3. Is this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's like the Guardians. Yeah. Right. The Guardians was a great movie. That was a good movie. No, the Santa Claus 3 doesn't, isn't, Tim Allen fighting against uh, Martin Short because he's like Jack Frost or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the two fairies in, in it, and a couple other. Yeah, I think the Easter Bunny was in there. Yeah. Was the Easter Bunny was in that one? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's all the whole holiday. Console, yeah. Because Jack Frost is trying to take I, over Christmas. 
Yeah, see, because we thought that Santa Claus was it, but he was just one part of like this pantheon of like holiday heroes or however you want to look at it. Would he be like Zeus? Santa? Um, yeah. 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 Because, well, at least in Santa Claus 3, he would be because well, Santa Claus is the head of the. See, holiday. I would think of Santa more like uh, like Odin. But now we're crossing our mythologies. Yeah, I was, well, I was, Odin I was and Zeus are often compared anyway. So yeah, I mean, they, they I both kind of thinking, did not share monogamous relationships with their wives. <laughs> 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 I was thinking, like, I don't know if he can be like Zeus or anything because he's he he changes out the Santa Claus, Scott Calvin, and everything. Um, he kind of works like the the Water King alien from Futurama. You yeah. kill him, you get the crown. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, yes, but like in Santa Claus 3, like when you've got all of the holiday heads of each of the different holidays, they defer to Santa Claus as kind of like the chairman of the council. So in mm. that sense, I would think of him as Zeus. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the leader. You know, there's an interesting story here. Well, I mean, it, it's been done, obviously. <laughs> Rise of the Guardians and Santa Claus 3. <laughs> I still like it. No, John, I'll read it. I'll read it. So your twist. This needs, this needs a trilogy. Needs yeah. a trilogy. There you go. Avatar was Pocahontas. You know, it's well, just but they, but they, but they didn't see, but they didn't include... Avatar as Ferngully. What Ferngully? How dare the you? All How the dare you? Ferngully, period. Called Wild. It's all the same, not Called Wild. Oh, Dances with Wolves. There we go. Dances with Wolves. Dances with the Wolves, okay. yeah. And Wait, Last Samurai. Sorry, John, we cut you off. What were you saying? Uh, yeah, you need to include the dark heroes, too, like uh, uh, Krampus. And <laughs> um, what was the, the really, really racist one that they have also? Like... Oh, I uh, forget his name. Yeah, it's like. Oh, well, uh, you would need the evil versions for the other holidays. What's the evil re- Easter Bunny? What's the evil uh, Tooth Fairy? The Easter Bunny. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Easter. Well, for the Tooth Fairy, it could probably be like the Decay Demon or something. You know, like the one that purposely goes in at night and like chips away at kids' teeth for not brushing their teeth. Right. I was kind of thinking along the same lines, John, and the best thing I could come up with for that kind of creature was like the Mucinex lob guy. Miller is pretty terrible, so except he's just like he's just syrup. He's just like concentrated corn syrup. <laughs> uh, so it's Zwarte Piet? Sure. Black Peter, that, that's uh, what it is. Yes. It's Black Peter. Yeah. Is how that's pronounced. Short is okay. Thank you. Yeah, yes. yeah, that German. one. Dutch, but yes. <laughs> so Jessica, all those movies were on Disney Plus. <laughs> yes, all of them. I literally just went on the Halloween tag and picked three movies. <laughs> okay, John, what did you watch this week? So my gosh, guys, um, I saw that the new Witches came out on HBO Max. Wow. And not to be outdone, I was like, no, no, I must pay tribute and I must rewatch the original Witches first. <laughs> so 
I threw I it on our list. Now I can take it off. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I rewatched Original Witches with Angelica Houston. Uh, what a babe. And it holds up. Gross. I love all the practical effects. <laughs> the the weird fisheye and the close-ups that they do. I hated the so good. It's You know what? It gives it that look, though. It makes it feel like a, you're watching a Terry Gilliam movie. This is like... Uh, like fear and loathing in Las Vegas for children. <laughs> yeah, by children, I hope you mean like preteens, because you should not show that to anything younger than a twelve-year-old. No, I showed this to my seven-year-old, and, and I do not. No, <laughs> no, I mean, no, Tesla's okay. ready for it. Tesla breed apart from other kids, honestly. Well, I mean, John's daughter. Yeah. So. Granted, she had nightmares and she had to come sleep with me. But you know, that's the small price to pay for showing, oh. you know, the real world to somebody. That's not the real world. That's not how this works. <laughs> to be fair, most Ronald Dahl you know, book I think... movies have a creepy element to all of them. Yeah, and yeah like in the chocolate just... factory, that boat scene is just terrifying. They have a real darkness to them. The, fin- the, now, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. This is yeah. either. Is it there oh, genocide in it? Yeah, there is a lot of murder. Yeah. Yeah, there's death, yeah. but that's real life, guys. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> it's real life, but in kids' stories. Like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, my kid did at some point ask me, like, if, if witches like this are real. And I, I was honest with her. I was like, no, the real monsters look like regular people. She didn't appreciate that. I I mean, gonna go to any regular person and be like, "You're a monster," but then I guess she'll keep her safe. So there we go. But that being said, I watched the new witches, and even though it has relatively good CGI, it just wasn't as good. It, it didn't have the creativity or the imagination of the original um, to the point where like everything is shot kind of flatly. Like it doesn't have creative camera angles. Um, there was kind of an interesting inside joke that I didn't understand until the end of the movie. Um, I, I don't know if I should ruin that for anybody. Is anybody here planning on watching it? I mean, it's, it's not that great of a movie, so it's, I don't know if it's that bad, but... It, it literally doesn't have anything to do with the plot. It's just more like of an inside joke. But I'm sure here, all of us adults have heard the term colder than a witch's tit. Yeah. No, yeah. I had not until right now. Well, <laughs> what? I, I like her phrase. <laughs> I found out that there's actually more to that phrase. It's supposed to be, it's colder than a witch's tit in a tit in a brass bra, I think. Um, yep. So in this movie... The main character, Witch, who's played by Anne Hathaway, who also is reunited with Stanley Tucci, by the way. I think they had a little Devil Wears Prada reunion there. Um, (laughs) I didn't realize, but at one point, she takes something out of her bra, and it's like this little potion. And it looks like it was really, really cold, like it was sitting in ice because it had a little bit of frost on it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's weird. And then um, at the end of the movie, when, you know, the main character, the evil character is killed... um, you know, her clothes falls off, obviously, and the thing that she had the potion in was a literal brass bra. And I was like, oh, it was colder than a witch's tit in there. I get it. That wasn't that. Interesting. Like, it was so stupid, because I was like, really? Like, that's what we're doing here? 
I want to say that was the most inventive thing they did in this movie. And granted, Damn. they had good special effects. Like the the way that they made the the witches, rather than looking like these really gnarly, almost like skexis looking like monsters. Mm-hmm. All their their real thing was that their mouths just opened like Itchy the Killer. Okay. Like okay. They they had like the Glasgow kind of cuts on their cheeks, so they, their mouths would open really wide. And that was about the most demonic thing that they'd had in their appearances. They were still bald and had like some of the sores on the back of their heads, but there was just it, it, it lacked a certain personality that I felt like the first movie did a lot better. Like the That's first movie had a lot more heart in some way. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna watch The Witches, I recommend you watch the original, and only watch the new one if you just can't stand something that was like from 20 30 years ago whatever at this point what did that year that movie come out like 92 93 90 90 yeah that's fuck yeah that's 30 years ago <laughs> if you can't stand to watch a 30 year old movie then you can watch the new one i guess but i feel like the old one is a lot better okay so i'm, I'm glad that you yeah. got to watch both i was really worried you were going to say like i went and watched the original one and then I didn't go to watch the new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw them both back to back, actually. And I'll have to say, they're both very similar. And from what I heard, this new one is more faithful to the book. Right. Yeah. But the new Willy Wonka movie was more faithful to the book also. And that was a big steaming pile of crap. So I'm mean, going <laughs> to take that with a grain of salt. So the 1990 version was directed by Nicholas Rogue. R-O-E-G, I think that's how you say his name. And he directed The Man Who Fell Fell to Earth with David Bowie. The new Not one. Good... <laughs> but David Bowie. <laughs> but David Bowie, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the new one was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Like, obviously, wow. Robert Zemeckis, you know, everybody knows that name. So, yeah. Almost wow. everybody knows that name. <laughs> Back to the future. She doesn't. Yeah. She knows the movies. She just. Doesn't I don't know, know names. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Same with Elizabeth. What? Okay. Back to the future. All right. Got it. Back yeah. to the future. Oh. Polar Express. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah this, Wait, this, is more, this is more along the lines of Polar Express than Back to the Future. Yeah. 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 He's, it's diminishing returns for Robert Zemeckis at this point, guys. Yeah, like, he's, 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 like <laughs> There's not as much stock in that as there used to be. <laughs> I also feel that way about Steven Spielberg. Get at me. Steven is Steven. Like, let's fix this stuff. No, I agree with you on that one, too. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I agree uh, with that that one. Ready Player One? I mean, it's not nearly <laughs> as good as it should have been, but I can't. I can't hate on it too much. Yeah, no, it's not. I've got enough for both of us in that one. Okay, that's fair. Covered. <laughs> Do not worry. Um, I feel like it was as good as it could be because it couldn't be like the book. Why couldn't it? Be? It definitely felt like a Spielberg film. If you guys, I don't, wanted- I don't know how. I looked when I read the book when after the trailer came out and I read the book and I went, I don't know how the hell they're going to turn this into a movie. This makes no sense. I mean, the, the book movie? makes sense, but I'm like, I don't know how you take this book and make it like, there's no way this will work. There's no way you can do what they do in the book in a movie. It would cost way too much to do what you need to do. They got Steven Spielberg's name on it. They could have gotten pretty much <laughs> anything they the wanted. Huh? They could have found the money. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's way too many trademarks. Uh-uh. It would be it'd be a nightmare. It'd they got nightmare. all of the hardest ones, even. Honestly, they got all the hardest ones. Mitch, hey. I'm sorry. What did you watch this week, Mitch? Wait, was John done? <laughs> yeah, you, that, those those were your two, right? I'm sorry if I moved on sooner. I, um, I lost track of what we were talking about already. <laughs> Just the witches. You <laughs> we watched the witches. witches. Witch. Yes, witches. <laughs> original, good. A new, may remake. Nah. Okay, and okay. you watched both of them on HBO Max. Uh, no, I think the original is on Netflix and the remake is on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there you go. For my week's watch, uh, I watched uh, Hellstrom. Hellstrom is a new show that dropped on Hulu. It is the last show that is part of the Marvel Entertainment TV division uh-huh. that was head up by Jeff Loeb. Uh, now Ooh. all TV shows that have to do with Marvel characters will be that that is not Spider Man will be in the MCU mm-hmm. as part of uh, Kevin Feige's MCU. So even though this does still have exist in the same world, just like the Netflix stuff did, it is its own separate story. It does not connect mm-hmm. in any particular way to any of the other stories. Uh, Hellstrom is a character in Marvel Comics that I've only read a few times, and they definitely had to add a lot of um, character to this character for uh, the show. Hellstrom is the son of the of the son of Satan in uh, ah. the comic books. He is uh, Damon Hellstrom, and his sister, who is also the daughter of Satan, Satana Hellstrom is only Anna in this show. So uh, both of them have powers because they're the the kids of the devil and they use them to defeat demons. And that's a lot of what the show is. The first, so Hulu dropped them all at one point, but I definitely took my time in watching it. I would say the first half of the season is not, really particularly gripping like i really breezed through it without really caring about any of this stuff the second half of the half of the season does get better and then the last episode is great it is being like praised by a lot of people um i don't know if i see see all the that praise in the show um, i've only seen the opposite i'm shocked to hear you say that it was praised because i've seen it almost universed Oh, I've universally seen it, you know, praised. Yeah, not not bashed. Your algorithms so. are off, man. It's true. Yeah. It, that's, <laughs> that's a different algorithm. You wouldn't so. like this. Here's all the people who don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the use of powers is cool. The actors are great. So Tom Austin plays da- Damon Hellstrom. Don't really know much of uh, his work, but Stephen might recognize his voice because he was the voice of Tim Drake Robin in the Batman Arkham VR game. Uh, oh. Yeah. You don't you don't hear much of him in there, I'll be honest. No, you do not. <laughs> but you do hear them. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a lot of like over the overseas work I just don't know of. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth Marvel plays Victoria Helstrom, um, Damon and Anna's mom. She does a great job because half of the season she's possessed, the other half season she's not. Uh, 
another person that you would recognize is a character by the name of Caretaker, played by Robert Wisdom. You might not know his name, but you would recognize him if you saw him. He's a bit player in a lot of a, a lot of TV shows that you see. Um, but there are, there are a lot of good characters in the show. Just I would just say it's it's hard to sit there and really care until about the very end. If you're a fan yeah. of Supernatural, like the show, you'd, you'd probably like this show. Mm. Or Lucifer, maybe? That's what I, I was thinking. Say, I wouldn't say it's the same, because Lucifer is very procedural in the way that it's a cop show, and mm-hmm. this is more of a serialized show where uh, where you're, you're focusing on one storyline throughout the whole thing. Super, it's like it's supernatural is like every week is a different monster kind of thing, mm. but this is just like you're going after this one demon throughout the whole season. Now, question for the storyline. Okay. This is uh, within the Marvel universe, but not connected to any of the Marvel continuity currently under Feige. Yeah, uh, I mean it is, but you don't see nothing shows up that would say that it is. Okay. So my question is, in the Marvel Universe, we have Mephisto, who is the devil. Correct. And you have Satan? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, and they have a whole thing for that. They also have a, a whole explanation about why they're like angel people and demon people. They're the Cheofem and the Seraphim, I believe. Yep. And then there's also the third devil that is the one that gave... Um... <laughs> ghostwriter his powers i think yep. recently they've changed it to be mephesto but originally it was a different devil as um azazel in there too azazel is in there but he's more of a i mean i guess he is a demon like that that's about it Out that devil. isn't he just a mutant that they mm-hmm. call a demon because he looks like a demon no he's actually no, azazel be would be the name of a demon yeah, and in the in the in the X Men comic books, he actually is a demon, but he is the father of Nightcrawler. Yeah. So. There are demons do have names, and they have a bunch of different names, and I'm pretty sure Azazel is an actual demon's name. Yep. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that's why they named him that one. Oh man, we gotta watch uh, the prophecy for VHS gems. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> why did I do you did this? this? You signed up. <laughs> I know, but why? <laughs> uh, so yes, it's on Hulu. Uh, if you get the opportunity and you are into that type of thing, give it a try. Okay. Let's start talking about Ghostbusters. So Steven, the question that is on everybody's tongue, <laughs> did you like the Ghostbusters from 1984? I did. It's That's a good movie. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that. <laughs> I was so ready. <laughs> but I, I I talk a lot of crap about this movie. Um because I've only seen like bits and pieces and scenes here and there. But if you're watching the whole entire thing, while it's it wouldn't very well if it was something, you know? Watching it to have a good time, it's a great time. There's there's something old uh kind of like sci-fi sci-fi effects and stuff uh as you guys i'm sure got to see recently with the world um very very much um also love sigourney weaver she's been in it was wonderful (laughs) it's it's a great time i was just mostly just throughout the entire movie 
why Rick Moranis's character kept acting like Rick Moranis's character <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, by the other guy. <laughs> Don't know. Because <laughs> he does? Sure. It's it was weird. very... So let's go around the horn and everybody, who's your favorite character in the movie? Elizabeth? Uh, come back to me. I don't, okay. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, mm, eh, uh, mm, eh, I don't know their names. <laughs> Do you know the actors? There's Dan Aykroyd, uh, no. Bill Murray. Mm, the receptionist. The receptionist. <laughs> played by Jenny, I think. Janine. Janine. Yeah, Janine. There we go. She's my favorite. She's okay. great. John? Uh, I I feel like I've always been partial to Egon. Egon is great. I just love his dry, sarcastic delivery for everything, and he's always all business. <laughs> uh, Steven? I don't have a favorite character for this one. Okay, my who, favorite line. Sure, give me your favorite yeah. line. Um, I, I honestly, you've heard the line before. I didn't know the context it came from, and I really joke of like, it's true. This man doesn't have a dick. Or <laughs> <has no dick." laughs> That's my dad's favorite line and my favorite line. My dad was like, "Oh, my favorite line's coming up." I'm like what? <laughs> it's that one. The line was really good, and then I did like. <laughs> The whole time during this movie, I'm like, are they supposed to be showing him being like smooth? Because he's just kind of a piece of crap the whole time. And then there was one when he's in front of the other guy that plays music with Zephyr, Um, that he he has a little bit of an exchange back and forth that was like, okay, no, this is a smooth line. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only time, the whole rest of that time, that character is detestable. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not wrong when they say that he's like a a, a used car show salesman host. or a game show host or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it it makes a lot of sense. Did you know? Nobody's ever really been able to explain why he took like 300 cc's of Thorazine on his first date with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, that's just kind of like left uh, on the cutting room floor somewhere. I, you know yep. what? He, no, this is also obviously very creepy and very douchey, but he is. <laughs> Uh, uh, like psychologist like he could have a medical bag and i'm sure that they show him have a medical bag for emergencies like he's a doctor mm-hmm. and it's like here's my epi pen and here's my like out <laughs> ready uh after you guys after you guys see your, your favorites i do have a list of four notes that i wrote while i watched the movie <laughs> oh no did you come up with the character? Well, Jessica, it's Jessica took it, the receptionist, and then I guess of the four, probably Egon's my favorite. Egon. Of the four, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Winston fan. I know he doesn't get a lot of uh, play in the first movie, but I feel like that was supposed to be Eddie Murphy. That was supposed to be Eddie Murphy when Dan Aykroyd was writing it. But the idea that you needed that everyday guy to be like, this is this not is right. Yeah, this is ridiculous, but still. I'm here for a paycheck and I'll do whatever you need me to do. Like it makes a lot of sense too. Um, and then, change you white. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and one of my favorite parts of the movie uh, was the, is 
not the beginning of the library, but the beginning, the first scene with uh, Dr. Vankman when he's testing those college students for psychic ability, latent psych- psychic ability under stress. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the, the guy is obviously, you know, starting to develop something, but it's still more about getting the girl with Bakeman. Like, even though he is getting good data here, <laughs> still pushes it out. Like, I, I don't know. It's funny. It's a funny scene to me. Uh, I did like, he, t- he took an aside. He's like, can I talk to you for a moment? <laughs> I'm onto something here. Like, not two feet from this person. <laughs> <laughs> So what are your notes, Steven? Uh, they're, they're not any kind of substantial, um, but the movie made me miss Rick, uh, Rick Moranis. I know he's coming back around and everything, but I just, I felt the absence again. Yep. Uh, did that random New Yorker didn't miss some recently? Oh, no, no, no uh, they, they were spot on. They didn't miss at all. Have they found <laughs> that guy yet? I don't think so. I don't think they will. That's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's. I mean, I know he's coming back around in like just his name is coming up and in, in stuff, but I, I don't see him doing any movies, especially if he's not going to come back for the commercial. Yeah, but he's not. He did. He, he did a commercial and he did the Ryan Reynolds commercial. But I mean, I don't. He'll think be he, in the next Deadpool. <laughs> maybe <laughs> he will totally be in awesome. it somehow. I swear. Hey, he was. He was totally in that episode from that new Disney show from Disney Plus, the the prop one. Um, he true. was on the yeah. the Honey I Shrunk the Kids episode, which I was like, "Holy episode. shit, they got him!" He's not coming back for the next Honey I Shrunk the Kids. He's not coming back for the next uh, Ghostbusters. Like these are the movies. Like, is he going to be coming back in a leading man role again, or at least I think he'll test the waters in something. Man. Yeah, what? right. He's older now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe if they remake Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Which I think they are, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I think I I've think. heard that too, and I hate that because it's going to be a CGI Audrey 2 and it's going to look terrible. I mean, the first Audrey 2 didn't look great. <laughs> it was it was a feat of puppeteering and like directing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, d- I did say that after watching the thing. I was like, man, we really need to bring back puppets. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Something about them. They just, you can't replace them with something tangible. Yeah, I think you need the best of both. Um, my next note was that young Larry King threw me right off. That man has not been young in the entire time I've been alive. So it's like, I, I did not expect it. I mean, um, even there, he's not really all that young. Yeah, he's just younger. Yes. Everything is young compared to now. Like Larry King, the fact that he is still not dead is a marvel of medical science. It's him and Betty Betty White. They're going to live forever. It's all that adrenochrome. It keeps you young. Oh, God. God. (laughs) Uh, uh, The movie, um, the next one I have here was that the movie made me want to watch The Legend of Billie Jean. Which I... I, I, because they had Casey Kasem in there for three seconds, and he he's a voice in there also in that one. I love that movie, guys. <laughs> you love the Legend of Billy G. You in the, the strangest <laughs> movies. You're you're gonna give me heart attacks. <laughs> like I like another VHS gem right there, the Billy Jean. But to say that they are your favorite movies, I I I don't know what it is. Even the Pat Benatar song that's in there is like it's on my top five for you put this on any day and I'm happy. 
Is it Invincible? Is that what it's called? We are yeah. young! <laughs> yeah, and no one can tell us where we're from. Yep. <laughs> Forever. Um, yeah, so anyone watch that? And then um, uh, I'm pretty sure that that blonde lady that dances with Rick Moranis in there out of the window and is dead now. <laughs> you see her, she like falls over something and she's just gone. You know what? Fun fact, that blonde lady was Casey Kasem's girlfriend at the time. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Don't you see her like kind of like hit the mat and not fall all the way down? Like you can tell that she hits a mat and then then has to duck down behind the 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 window. Yeah, I think well, she ducked. Yeah. If that's what it was, I I just the scene moved so fast. I saw her like trip on like the back of a couch or something. Something else like parted behind her, and then she was gone. And then like <laughs> I was so worried that in the next moment when Rick Moranis runs outside, I genuinely expected there to be a dead blonde lady just on the ground, <laughs> and the cops like sitting around there scratching their heads. Like the guy at the door, like would have been like staring at his dead body. Like, hey, did you see this? <laughs> yeah, like, but. Uh, to my surprise, there was not. Also, I still don't understand why the blowjob scene was kept in there. That was clearly a montage scene. Like there, there were several scenes that were supposed to happen there, and there was context before that one that just got left out that made that scene feel so disjointed. And yeah, I know that context scene. It's not. It's not a dream. It's actually happening. What do you mean? In the original scene for the movie, like he yeah, actually, that was a full scene where he went to like a haunted house and he dressed up in like a captain's suit that happened to be there and he fell asleep and he got woken up by a ghost blowjob. But like that was actually happening. That wasn't the dream. And then they recut it because they have this footage. The scene was never finished. Just throw it in there, you know? Yeah. Make so, use of it. Yeah. It, it does feel destroyed because <laughs> it is. Okay. It doesn't make it better. It's yeah. just that, you know, that's what happened. <laughs> I was just so thrown off because that, that's one of the scenes that I do know about from this where I was like, really? Like, what? This had to happen in the movie? You know what? Okay. A little, a little context to that whole thing and a couple of other things real quick, but I'll, I'll let you get back to it. So I first, I, saw this, <laughs> okay. I first saw this movie in 1984 when it came out. I was taken to the theater. I'm not sure if it was against my will or not, but once I was in there, I was committed because this was a great movie. But I didn't understand a lot of the things that were going on because as a four-year-old, you don't really think about some of these things. <laughs> so I thought what was going on in Just that blowjob scene. Explain so much. Yes. <laughs> I thought what happened there was that the ghost was undoing his pants and he got so scared he peed himself and that's why his eyes got crossed. <laughs> I didn't really I, I, I didn't put it together until way later. <laughs> I would, hope really I, I would hope four-year-old John would not have understood what was going on in that scene. No, five-year-old John is a different story. But yeah, yes. later on, with, with, when John was five and saw some other movie, was like, "Oh no, they were having sex." Yeah, they were having yeah. sex. <laughs> I was like, she polished the old bishop there, um, and then kind of similar to that. I didn't realize because even now, as like if you're not really paying attention, you might not even really put it together. But I didn't realize the whole keymaster gatekeeper dynamic <laughs> that they were they were hinting at because they don't explicitly show it that part of the ritual involved them having sex. Yep. 
And that didn't occur to me at all until I was probably in my teens, because at that point I was fully aware of this nature. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, did they, oh my God, did they, what? And I was like, that shouldn't be allowed in this kind of movie. So I was like, ah, sneaky, sneaky. You're just not being like all like open and gratuitous about it. But then that t- leads me into how this could have led into Ghostbusters 2. And that's a whole nother thing, but eventually I'm going to finish my article that I'm writing for the website where I talk all about the wasted opportunity that was the sequel. And that's all I have to say about that right now. Okay. Does anybody else have any favorite parts of the movie? Jessica? Uh, why me first? Because um, John just got done talking for quite a bit. Yeah. About uh, important things, to be clear. I can save you, Jessica, uh, if you need a moment to think, because I have. Yes, one. save me. Since <laughs> I love the hotel. The ghost in the hotel. That's my. I, the ghost in the hotel is my favorite. <laughs> the ghost in the hotel. The like Slimer. Yeah. Slimer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Like, what is it that? Why is it that there's? Okay, I think John has a question. <laughs> oh no no! I was gonna say I have a scene I want to talk about when you're done. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, why is it that like there are some ghosts that are like Slimer, and then there's some ghosts that are like that cabbie that takes that guy you know (laughs) like what what makes them different like why is it that some of them look the way they do and some of them are just straight up protoplasm i'm so glad you asked mitch i have an answer for this okay (laughs) (laughs) it's all about the levels he kind of explains it there's a level of demonic yes and ghostly it just depends on the amount of energy they have i imagine these are not all ghosts, too. It's one thing that they don't talk about. See, if if you've ever read the, the making of Ghostbusters or seen any behind-the-scenes stuff, Dan Aykroyd wrote like a 900-page treatment for this story. A treatment? Which, yes. Which they <laughs> cut down. Where he explains all of the physics of like ghosts and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he talks Dan about... Aykroyd is a huge... Spook nut and alien guy yes. and all those things. Yeah, if you ever listen to him, like on the Joe Rogan podcast, like he just goes on about like supernatural stuff, and like he can tell you names, dates, places, and all kinds of shit off the top of his head, and it's amazing. Like his his brain is on a different level. <laughs> but to answer your question, that's because not all of these are ghosts. A lot of these are actually interdimensional beings mm-hmm. that are uh, basically getting trapped in our world or in our reality because of the fissures or the disturbances that were happening um, specifically in New York City because of that building, which was supposed to be a giant, essentially supernatural antenna. So it was creating micro tears in like the fabric of reality. So these creatures uh, were actually coming in from other dimensions and were getting stuck here and they had nowhere to go. That's why they were... uh, just kind of like not non-corporeal but could still have some effect on the environment and that has some of them had different abilities like uh jess was explaining that they have different levels some of them can do possessions so the one that goes into the cab actually took over the cabbie and turned them into like that zombified looking thing Ah, there we go so yeah i've spent way too much like brain power on things like this They kind of sort of almost go into it when they're like, no, this is a ghost. And then the Gothar, he's a demigod. Like, there's a significance difference. 
So they kind of sort of show it. And they kind of sort of also do it on the newer version of Ghostbusters that apparently nobody liked. But like, um, like but they explain like the ley lines, which is a, another form of fissure between this world and the next and other worlds. So basically, yep. Yeah. My second favorite scene is the one in the mayor's office because I'm highly entertained <laughs> by bureaucracy in the midst of supernatural events. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. The, Who does make this decision? I like that the mayor was like, I talked to Mayor LaGuardia for like two hours last night or whatever he said. Yep. Yeah. There was that with the like the guy from the church where he, he mentions the like you will have saved the lives of two million registered voters. Yeah. And then the, yep. the church in the background is like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the archdiocese of the, the archbishop. Archbishop, yeah. Yes. Uh Jessica, is that enough time? Do you do you have a favorite yes. scene? Um, I definitely like the scene um, where the one, I can't remember his name, the EPA guy is trying to shut down. Walter Peck. Yeah, Walter Peck's trying to shut down everything. And the two side characters, which I don't even think have names in there, but the cop and the guy that actually has to shut it down. Like they have some hilarious, yeah. like they're just random side characters, but they actually have some decent lines. <laughs> and then just like the cops, like, Hey, if you don't tell me how to do my job, like, stop <laughs> like just all arguing with each other and, and the, actually yeah. having to shut it off and be like, that's not good. <laughs> like, Oh no. Yeah. The con air guy's like, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> yeah, like, Who's that guy in second one. Is Peck in the second one? Yeah. Uh, no. Mm. They use a different guy. Uh, the dude from that's also in Wayne's World. Like I don't remember his name. Um, but Peck is played by William Atherton, which is like you'll recognize him as every douchey, <laughs> yuppie dude from the 80s in a movie that you did not like him. So he's good as at his job. He said the Ghostbusters kind of like ruined his career for a while. <laughs> he plays the same character in Die Hard. He plays another version of that character in Biodome. So I don't know. No, I think it was in Ghost Heads, the, the documentary that came out a few years uh, ago, yeah. where he talks about like everywhere I went for fucking like 10 years, people would say, hey, it was. Or, oh, yeah, this man had no dick. Yeah, like everywhere he went. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, uh, John, what's the thing that you wanted to talk about? Oh, okay. Well, I was only going to bring up one favorite scene, but I, since everybody likes that office scene in the mayor's office, whatever, I'll say that I love the line that Winston says. It says, "Since I've been with these guys, I have seen shit that would turn you white." <laughs> and then they cut to like the embarrassed reaction of like some Which other like, commissioner. Oh. I was like, you can't say that or something like that. Like it's just that offended. But we are. <laughs> but uh my favorite absolute scene, and this goes all the way back to when I first saw the movie, to a testament to how well this movie builds up the like the ludicrousness of the action. The first time you see the staple of Marlon Man actually appear and start walking through the city. Like as a four-year-old kid, that was pretty mind-blowing because everything up until that point was pretty standard. You know, you have like your class five free roaming vapors or whatever. But then you have this thing, and you're like, whoa. And I think, you know, uh, Bill Murray summarized it best by saying, no, there's something you don't see every day. 
<laughs> that was that was pretty special. This is fair. Yeah, it, like, honestly, a- I did I did expect the staple um, Mellow Man a little bit long. Was you broke up there? What'd you say? It's over pretty quickly with oh. the uh, marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a rememberable part that a lot of people talk about, but it, it isn't very long. And it, the best part of that for me is is Ray having to explain why the stage control <laughs> man is there. He's I thought of the one thing that could never hurt us. You know, the camp trip <laughs> that we used to take. And you know, it almost seems like Stay Puffed is not set up at all. But he actually I saw is. it this time. This was the first time I saw it next to the egg cartons. Yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a, and that's not the only one. Yeah. In the scene where the firehouse blows up and all the spirit energy is, le- is like exploding out of there, uh-huh. the building next to the firehouse that has like a mural on the wall on the side, it's State Park Marshmallow Man, uh, like logo uh, as well. Oh, sure there was so it's in there. Yeah, and I did also notice there was a bit of a full circle in. The library scene where Ray Ray tells Bill Murray's character to go get her. That's yep. what he says about the ghost go get her. And then that is what Bill Murray's character says to Ray when it comes to Gothar. Well, go get her. <laughs> I just I never realized like, hey, that line comes back. I like it. Small things like that. So there's there's also that moment um where he says he's talking about like, yeah, we used to ro- roast these back in the and he says Camp Wakanda, that Wakanda. Was it Wakanda? It, it yeah, he said Camp, Camp Wakanda, but it's W A C O N D A. Ah, uh, okay. But when he said it, I was like, "Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, Ghostbusters, great movie, directed by Ivan Reitman. The sequel that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. What is it?" I, what's Afterlife? Ghostbusters Afterlife will be directed by Jason Reitman, his <laughs> son, and bringing back a lot of original character or the original characters, I believe. And then the 2016 uh, Paul Feig movie, which is now called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. We don't have another movie to talk about, so we can oh, just. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna let Steven take over on this one since it's his favorite movie. Okay, I'm prepared for this, but uh, uh, go ahead and um, listen in chronological order of the movie. Guys, favorite scenes were just. <laughs> <laughs> what did everyone like about this movie or hate about uh, this movie? The the looks I loved the looks that the kid gave the devil character. Like, it's just the looks. Like, he never talked to him, but you could tell this kid was like, eh, you're going to lose. Like, it just... <laughs> yeah, you think you're going to win here. I ain't going to eat that. No. <laughs> like, I'm not an idiot. Like, just... That's all you saw in his expression, this kid. It was just... <laughs> what do you think I am? Stupid? <laughs> uh, actually, I, I realize now, not everyone has seen this movie. Um... This movie, it's uh, early on in Eddie Murphy's career. It's a comedy that happens to star a few people who would go on to be in some other things that we would recognize. But I don't know if there's a nice, clean way to really summarize this one. Eddie Murphy gets pulled some crazy stuff in classic comedy movie fashion. Um, there's supernatural things, and he does the Eddie Murphy a lot. I need to ask a question. How is it that in the 80s, like... People that were well, Eddie Murphy was 25 when he made this movie, and the 
uh, leading lady in this movie was 18. Like, how is it that everybody looks so much older back then? <laughs> it's just. It's what? I used to be because. So we associated them with the previous time, but right now we that is clearly not the case because we have kids walking around in like the exact clothes almost of the time period, and they don't look old. So <laughs> everyone before us was just old. I think there was a lot more smog back then, and that just really aged you. <laughs> okay. All the cocaine, <laughs> the um. cocaine, cigarette smoke. Did you guys end up liking this movie or disliking it? I'm, I've always liked this movie. I'm not I as much as Steven, but I've always liked this movie. Yeah. So this was my very first time watching it. I've never seen it before. I actually did enjoy it. I think my favorite part was the fact that they took basically all of the cast from one of my fav- one of my favorite movies, Big Trouble in Little China, and just plopped them in with Eddie Murphy um, instead of. Uh, instead of Kurt Russell. Instead of Kurt Russell. Thank you. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to say they didn't take the cast from uh, Big Trouble in China. They shared the cast because both movies came out the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I got all my. I got all the. I got all. Victor Wong was in this one as well, That's and right. I always find him highly entertaining. <laughs> he plays the same type of character, basically across the board. Uh, Victor Wong and James Hong. Yeah. Uh, which which one is Vic? I, I don't know these actors by names. Which one? Victor is- Wong is the old man. He's the the monk, and uh, James Hong is the guy who owned the apothecary store, the Chinese mm, apothecary. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but the, Vic, he was, he was the first- in, in Big Trouble in China. Yeah, um, the first one that you said though, he's quite possibly one of my favorites in this entire movie. There's that part Great. where he he first meets him. He's like, de Lam. <laughs> he takes the like the hundred dollar bill for instead of the one or five or whatever it was, and he, uh-huh. he just looks up at him and says that like, you're breaking my heart, asswipe. And <laughs> I want to reference that specific line so many times in my life, but no one knows that line. Why would they know that line? <laughs> I mean, they would just think that you're asking calling him an asswipe. So yeah, and I, I can't do that. <laughs> But John, did you like this movie? Oh. Um, yeah, I want to say this is officially the second time I've seen this movie. But wow. I remember liking it the first time I saw it. It was just so long ago that it was practically like I remember like certain sequences. Like for some reason, I, I have it ingrained in my brain the sequence or the scene where Eddie Murphy at the end puts the baseball cap on the the, the golden child. Mm-hmm. Saying something like, "Oh, you're gonna need that" or something, just cover that bald head of yours or whatever. Yeah, um, I I know I saw that dancing Pepsi can somewhere for like the longest time, and I couldn't quite place it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, it was this, of course." Um, and a few other things kind of stuck out to me, but like I couldn't remember exact plot lines or or lines in general. <laughs> and what took me aback was how much I didn't like the editing, especially at the beginning of the movie. Like, all of the kind of montage quick cuts when they're in L.A. really were disorienting. It felt yeah. very, like, music video style. And I also really didn't like the music. Uh, well, I should say the score. I didn't like the score in this movie. Um, and I thought that was one of its biggest detriments was that I didn't like the visual style 
and I didn't like the sound design of the movie. Um, but I like the general, um, what would be reluctant hero story, which, I mean, it's one of my favorite tropes. And uh, the special effects for their time were really decent. Um, and I remember I posted it in the group chat. I came to the realization that the Golden Child takes place in the Spawn universe. <laughs> okay, because of what? the way the devil looks at it? Uh, well, not only is the... I mean, not only does Hell look the same here as it does in the 90... Was it 97 Spawn movie? Uh, they're voiced by the same guy. The devil oh. play, uh, is played by Frank Welker in both of them. Ah. Interesting. It's like exactly the same voice, the same look of Hell. And the Charles I mean, Dance character, what is the name? Sarto? Something like that? Sar- Sarto Nomspar. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically... <laughs> He's basically one of the minions of hell that has a human form, but in reality is a hell spawn. And mm. you have the the sacred dagger that can kill a demon. I mean, that shit's straight out of spawn lore. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's in a lot of... Yeah, any lore, there's sacred daggers that can kill demons. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. But, like, the, the look of hell is, is looks almost... And like I said, I had actually did a little homework... And took some side side by side comparisons of like Malibulgia from Spawn and the Charles Dance Demon and how they look very similar. Even the, mm-hmm. the almost the same exact shades of red for the hellscape, where like it's really bright red in the background and like a dark rocks in the foreground kind of environment. And I'm like, this is a Spawn movie. It just happens <laughs> to be wisecracking Eddie Murphy. But uh, I mean, the movie yeah, was that, long before Spawn was created. I could see them having yeah. thought like like referenced it like yeah no I like that I like that weird Eddie Murphy movie let's do that and the the snake lady there's a character uh, I think is what is his name now I can't remember King's something in the Spawn universe that looks just like that and I was like hey mm. it's like perfect almost one to one except one's male the other one's female um, but that was very also Spawnish there was a few others but I can't remember what they were now but. So essentially what you're saying is that Todd McFarlane is just a huge Golden Child fan. I think so, yeah. I think this had a lot to do with that whole situation. In fact, I'm pretty sure that uh, Spawn was probably based on Eddie Murphy originally. (laughs) There you go. You can't make me like Spawn, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Jess, did you say whether you had enjoyed this one or not? Yes, I, I really liked it. It was okay. cute. It was also like John, where like I don't know. This might be the second time I've watched it all the way through, or before I only watched like bits and pieces of it when it came on TV. That's probably more likely. But I did have a few scenes that like always stood out to me, and I never realized where they were from. And the one scene I could think of was the one where she does the flips to stop the arrow from hitting him. That was always vivid in my mind, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's where that's from." <laughs> Just. The ridiculous amount of flips to just uh... <laughs> also I for some reason I had thought that the the female character mm-hmm. was played by Tia Carrera. It is not, but yes, <laughs> yes, she does look a lot like Tia Carrera. Yeah. And I think that in Wayne's World 2, Wayne fights against uh, James Hong. Correct. Mm-hmm. And they have like a crazy backflip scene like that in that movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. So the actress is Charlotte Lewis. That's her name. Just wanted mm-hmm. to throw that out there. So was this supposed to be part of like a series of movies? Because my only critique of it is the fact that 
it felt overly complicated. They kept referencing other golden children, you know, the second one of justice or whatever. And the bad guys, like I didn't understand the whole dream sequence for Eddie Murphy. Like he never actually told him (laughs) what his offer was. So I didn't understand why that was necessary. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm going to make you a really great offer, but then he never makes him an offer. And I'm like, Okay, so how is he supposed to know what you want? Like, <laughs> no, you have to say the, something. The entire dream sequence is the most useless thing in the entire movie. Besides the fact that it's the only time when the bad guys hurt him in any way. Yeah. That's the only reason I feel like it's there. Like, they were like, we need to have some stakes to it. Because if we take that part out, basically no one ever gets hurt. Yeah. Um, that's the cool, well, except that girl in the beginning. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't understand like the demon sidekicks. Like, are were they also demon? Were they lesser demons? Were they getting paid? Like, what was their connection? I just it, it all felt very much like I'd been dropped into the middle of like a five part series. <laughs> <laughs> so with the the demon sidekick people, do you mean the guy with like the weird face and then the Lucky guy with Eddie Brow who does the dance yeah. thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think that they're demons. At least that's not how I've ever processed that one. I think they're just dumb people. They're kind of like the same people who would just be homeless and some at some point start working at a carnival, I guess, as it travels across the country. So they're just wow. your average henchmen. Yeah, in yeah. my mind. No, according to the IMDB, because I did look at a lot of the trivia for it, the st- original story was much more in depth and like serious. And it was changed up a lot to make it PG-13 and to kind of suit more of Eddie Murphy's comedic, like, I guess, approach to it. So there was probably a lot that was chopped up and repurposed in the end. But, like, I Mm -hmm. think they were saying that this was originally supposed to be, like, a Mel Gibson action movie. (laughs) Yeah, Mel Gibson was originally attached to this movie. And Charles Dance says that in his original reading of the script, it was a much different movie that that he had signed on for. And I have to say... Watching Tywin Lannister, uh, never realized how tall he was until he's standing next <laughs> to Eddie Murphy. And uh, yeah, he's like 6'3, and Eddie Murphy's only 5'9, which I'm surprised by also. Oh, wow. He's got small guy energy sometimes. That's fair. <laughs> um, for, for this one, were there any, any parts that were your guys' favorite moments? I began to ask this earlier, and then I quickly got off of that one. I mean, the part that I always remember and I'll always reference anytime I'm near uh, something that spins is the I, 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 I want the knife, please. <laughs> like, I will do that. If there is something that is a I, pole it, that spins. I, I did kind of figure out where that had come yep, from. Yep. <laughs> True. This week. So there's a lot more clarity in my life, which I appreciate. Um. I probably enjoy that whole Eddie Murphy in Tibet. Like that whole section was probably my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it, I really, I was feeling for him with the whole, it's too cold. Why are we here? I'm cold. <laughs> I mean, at some point though, like you've gotten all the way to the part of Tibet. Like you, some weird shit has already happened to you. A guy attacked you in your dreams and you're still like, 
like skeptical of things. Like I don't, that's the thing that I, I know it's just the Eddie Murphy character of like needing to be funny and like, nah, there's a bottom. And the coin. Where's the bottom? Like, it's just there's no bottom. <laughs> I do, I do love the airport scene. They're not gonna let yeah. me walk through yeah. with these knives. <laughs> oh no, she's talking about the part where she's Before. sticking the, the knife, knife, knife in. You're talking about when they get back to America. Both oh, okay. Both, both ends are great. Ends yes. Are great. <clears throat> I was like, I want to thank you all. Give yourself a round of applause, a round of applause for all your help. <laughs> Even you. <laughs> Brother Lucy has forgiven me. <laughs> but like he does do a great job right there. Where he's like, you understand that if I get arrested, the knife goes into evidence. And then thus it sits in a little room and I sit in my little room. And then Charles Dance's character is like, oh, fuck, that's right. <laughs> But for for you guys, any of your favorite scenes or anything? Somebody do that one for Ghostbusters. They've uh, they've pretty much been said. I do like the randomness that in the dream where she's chained up in toilet paper, (laughs) (laughs) just you're chained up in toilet. Like it was just so. It was so dreamlike, I guess. Kind of. I was hoping that the way the writing was right there. (laughs) Just you're chained up in toilet paper. His his character is it like, like oh my god, you're here, and they tied you up in toilet paper. (laughs) Like yeah, it's just so like. (laughs) He doesn't know what's happening either. John, Uh, I like the whole retrieving the dagger scene. Just him basically just talking to himself or shouting, you know, random lines like that. I found that enjoyable. That's like very, very donkey ish of him. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think after, because he, at the end of that scene, he's like, now come pick up, pick me up or whatever. Like, turn on that. Now you can turn on the lights. <laughs> turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. Do you think he has to make his way back or is there like a back door on the other side of the knife thing or? There is definitely a back door. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. it. Like an exit. Uh, we, we watched Lovecraft Country. There's an elevator that takes him magically right back <laughs> up to where he came from. That is true. Unless it's quite Skyrim. There's always that random cave at the end of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you, Steven? Do you have a favorite scene or is it just all great? No, it's pretty all great. Yeah. I, I <laughs> like the, the small moments that clearly would not have ever existed in the script. Like when they get on the plane and he puts the headphones in and he's like, come on, look Like those moments I really enjoy. Apparently I had to tell last- my mom, I was like, Mom, are those really headphones or is that the kid's stethoscope? Like, what is that? <laughs> Nope, th- those were the headphones they gave you on the air on the airport on airplanes. I think that was so you wouldn't want to steal them. They just made them like super Probably. uncomfortable. <laughs> but did you notice that last line that he says there when he's singing is Eddie Murphy is cool guy? No, I did not catch this. Oh what? Yep. When he's just it sounds like he's just saying gibberish or another language or whatever. Like it, it the last line of the song lyrics that he is making up there is Eddie Murphy is a cool guy. <laughs> it's all weird i appreciate this that's good you know i don't know if this has changed but i've heard that eddie murphy really hated this movie oh I, I then oh. good sell it to me eddie i want it 
<laughs> you think he owns the rights? No, I'm no, no way. But, but bring, I've, bring I've, that up. What Sorry, you say? This sounds bring like a thing I'd be very interested in. Probably not. The director of the movie was Michael Ritchie, who uh, made movies like Fletch and Fletch Lives and Smoking Barrels, Bad News Bears, yeah. Digstown. Did he do? No, that's Guy Ritchie. What's wrong with you? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but Digstown, I, I I enjoy Digstown a lot. That's that's a that's a good movie, even though it's even though it stars a a complete crap person. Um. And then the writer of the movie is Dennis Feldman. Now, he would go on to write uh, Real Men, Species 1, 2, and 3. And the oh, movie wow. Fire. Oh, I'm sorry. And also Species The Awakening, which I didn't even know existed. <laughs> uh, but yes, he made he wrote all those movies, plus just one of the guys. So, Oh, that's a good one. Wow. Yeah, that is a, definitely different than the other sets yeah. of that are being mentioned there. I want so badly for this movie to get remade with Donald Glover from like 2012. Oh, can't be Donald Glover now. He's not happy anymore. Oh, <laughs> he's well, not. America. Yeah. Uh. I mean, he's only gotten better in acting. Like Atlanta has made it, you know, a thing so he could, I don't know. No, no, he, he still has fun for sure. I just don't think he would sign on to do this project anymore. So now I've got to have like another person to cast for this one, though he would have been perfect. Donald, call me. It'd probably be Kevin Hart now. Don't, mm, I could never. Uh uh-uh, uh. Mm. I'm sure Donald Glover will still do it. We'll, we'll talk to him. Thank you. No, if, if you can get the Wu Tang clan to score it, then it would be great. Get the Riz on it or something. I would remake this movie with Riz as the star in an instant. <laughs> that movie would be fucking nuts, guys. Yeah, it would. <laughs> There'd be a lot more martial arts in it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what were you about to say, Stephen, before I cut you off earlier? I was going to say the thing about wanting Donald Glover to be in, in oh, it. Okay. For now. Yeah. But yeah so, thank you guys for joining me on this one. There we go. We, this was your Halloween episode of uh, the Geeks Watch. If you have opinions that you want us to hear, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Steve, where can people find you online? Uh, you don't have to come find me at all. Uh, do me a favor and go check out the Geek Elite Media Patreon at Geek Elite Me or at patreon.com slash Geek Elite Media. If you like what we've do what and you want to help support those things, um, you can help us with that monetarily and get some rewards out of it too. Jessica, where can people find you online? You can find me online as JM Bailey writes on Twitter. And then you can find Steven pretty much everywhere as either peppermint gent or peppermint gentleman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and John, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, if you want to talk to me, I guess I am there. I always have my phone on me. Just at me. Whatever. Anything. I don't care what it is. Tell me. What, like, is, your, what is your tie, your handle? It, that it's magic can... bollocks. <laughs> Never mind the magic bollocks. It's the John Pistols. The John Pistols. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Steven gets it. Look at him. No, I just I, I don't know if it's from something, but I like the idea that you would like if this were a thing that you had created, you're like, never mind the magic bollocks, it's the John Pistols. 
What's the name of the Sex Pistols album? Never mind the bollocks. Uh, okay, now I get it now. I get it now. Nope, yep. Snap. I don't know about bollocks. And Elizabeth, how do you follow that up? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media on our Facebook page, forward slash Geek Elite Media. And as Stephen mentioned earlier, you can check out our Patreon. Please go to our website, geeklymedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts. And whatever podcatcher you use, if you use one, please rate and review us so that you can help spread the word of our network. But until next time, when we'll be talking about The Mandalorian, woo, this is Geeks, the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.